Ah, uh, yeah. Welcome, true believers, to Wrestle with Hope, a wrestling podcast with a Saturday morning sentiment and Sunday morning values. I'm your host, Wayne Cordova. My wrestling fandom covers the birth of Hulkamania, past the Monday Night Wars, and all the way to this modern era. On our regular episodes, we'll hit a topic about what's happening this week in wrestling currently, something that happened this week in wrestling in the past, and we'll give the go-home signal with the Wrestle With Hope word for the week. And along the way, you'll catch a glimpse of what my wrestling past was like and why I still watch now. Today, however, you're joining us on a very special episode of Wrestle With Hope. This is WWH In This Corner. In this corner, we go one-on-one with somebody from wrestling's current time, somebody from the past, or a personality that we could chat with about either the current product or wrestling past as well. Today, we are going one-on-one with NXT senior official Drake Wirtz. Wait till you hear a little bit more about Drake, his wrestling past, and even his faith journey. If you've ever listened to Wrestle With Hope before, you know that this is a little bit different. So we're doing this as a special edition podcast. In fact, be on the lookout for more WWH in this corner shows on this same feed that we normally have Wrestle With Hope. We're going to keep it all together. We're going to keep them as they come. The interview segments, they'll come whenever they come, but you will always be able to count on Wrestle With Hope every weekend, recapping the current week and going into the wrestling past to discuss what has happened this week in wrestling well guys without much further ado i can't wait to introduce you to our conversation with drake warts drake how you doing man tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, introduce yourself to everybody wayne thank you so much man uh as as i said off the air to you man i'm truly honored that you would ask me to be on your podcast and um i'm just excited man i'm excited for the opportunity to just kind of share my story and share where we're at in this exciting time, who I am, as you said, I'm Drake words. Uh, professionally, I'm, um, the currently the senior referee at NXT, uh, which allows and enables me to wear a whole bunch of hats. Uh, personally, I am a married man and a father of three, um, a beautiful baby girl who is eight years old. Uh, that's Sophia, my son, Braden, who is five years old and my son, Matthew, who is getting ready to turn one year old. So, uh, yeah, man, I, man. I, a lot is going on. <laughs> that, that, that's a ton <laughs> needless, of hats. Needless to say, I am blessed, man. <laughs> that man, that man, that's for sure. I have an eight-year-old girl too, and uh, they definitely cool. They, they, you know, she's a princess just like yours is. They keep you on your toes, that's for sure. <laughs> that's it, man. That's it. <laughs> Probably more on your toes than even the undisputed era keeps you on your toes. You know, that's. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, those guys keep you busy. Those guys keep you busy in the ring. Holy cow! Oh. <laughs> Hey, you know, I, I start every episode with just kind of reminding people where my wrestling fandom spans. You know, I, I always open up the show with saying that, you know, my, my fandom spans from the birth of Hulkamania through the uh, past the Monday Night Wars and into the modern era. What about you, man? You know, how, how long have you been a fan and uh, when did you get started uh, getting interested in wrestling? 
Oh, man, I was a fan from birth. I'm a 35-year-old man, so I was born in 84, right when Hulkamania was just skyrocketing. You know what I mean? Yeah. My fandom is insane. You know, without thinking off the top of my head, I know January 23rd, 1984, is when Hulk Hogan pinned the Iron Sheik in Madison Square Garden, and everything changed from that point. Um, you know what I mean? And so oh, yeah. I was a Hulkamaniac absolutely growing up. And then uh, I, I, I never, never wavered off. I was, you know, always, always watched uh, WWE throughout growing up. And then I also watched NWA. And then, you know, I discovered ECW in the mid nineties as well. Uh, you know, I, later on in my, in my fandom, I kind of, Bret Hart was kind of my guy, and yes. uh, and then I and then I discovered then I discovered Sabu, and uh, he was my jam for a while. So, <laughs> uh, you know, I appreciate you know, I, I, like I said, I've been a fan since birth, man, and and I at at heart I'm still a fan. Now I just have the absolute best seat in the house because I'm in the middle of the ring. <laughs> oh gosh, man! I'm, I I tell you what, it's funny because you know we're we're right along those same lines. My brother was there when Hulk Hogan won in Madison Square Garden. And as, wow. as a, he has the ticket stub and everything. And as a kid, you know, I remember, you know, hearing back what happened that night. And, uh, you know, again, I was there from birth too. Bret Hart was my guy. Uh, I feel like I'm talking to my brother mm-hmm. here, man. That was because that was um, that was exactly it for me. And, it, and from there on, just being hooked. How does that translate from so you go from fan and then when did you decide to start getting involved in the business? I mean, you, you weren't always a referee. Uh, so school us a little bit on well, the start of your career. Well, yeah, you, you know, you're talking about, as you're talking about your brother, memorable moments, uh, being there live and seeing the action. So something that sticks out for me, it was, uh, I was actually in attendance at WrestleMania 8, uh, which was April of 92 at the old Hoosier Dome in Indianapolis, Indiana. That's yes. where I'm originally from is Indianapolis. Um, and I just, you know, remember as a kid, like just mesmerized by the spectacle that is WrestleMania and just falling in love with these larger than life characters that I got to see on my screen every week. And then just seeing them in, 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 you know, in the, in live action, you know what I mean? It was, yeah. it was incredible. And actually the match that made me were as a, you know, seven year old kid, I realized that I wanted to be a part of this somehow, some way uh, was uh, Bret Hart versus Roddy Roddy Piper for the Intercontinental Championship that night at WrestleMania eight, which a lot of people, uh, you know, contested that might be the greatest match of all time. You know, that's, that's at the top of a it's lot of people's there. list. If not, it's, it's, it's at least in their top five, you yep. know? And so that match just, I just absolutely fell in love with it. And from that point on, I, I knew that I wanted to grow up to be a WWE superstar. And, and that, that was first on my mind is what I wanted to do. So, uh, you know, fast forward into my teenage years, uh, I started attending some local, some, uh, local independent events in Indianapolis and uh, and then I would just kind of hang out afterwards after the shows and and ask if maybe I could like come help take down the ring and and you know got info on uh, on some schools in the area and just and just started training as a uh, gosh I was a sophomore in high school um, and then you know started doing shows as a junior you know started doing shows while I was still in high school and um, myself and a couple guys that I trained with we would drive down to the Evansville, uh, Evansville Memorial Coliseum in Evansville, Indiana on oh, Wednesday man. nights. And, yeah. And we, uh, got to, and you know, that's where we got to do our first, our first shows. And, uh, it was just a great hands-on education. Um, you know, and that, that was an old, 
venue from the from the old Memphis territory oh, I remember as well. That. So it was kind of cool to just to, to just be take part in a historic venue like that as well. So and that um, is that's some, kind of how that's kind of how it started. And that I mean that really was right in the heart of just some great Memphis wrestling moments and, and stuff. I remember you know just watching the old USWA uh, and you know just you know seeing just you know Jerry Lawler and and all that. And um, so when you get started there, how, what? How long does it take you from starting to go in, into training, and then and then you're in the ring? Uh, you know, for, for me, yeah, uh, they just kind of really needed they kind of really needed some bodies, so I was in the ring pretty quick, maybe <laughs> a lot quicker than I should have been. Uh, but oh. um, you know, it allowed me to kind of fall flat on my face out there, and you know, in front of in front of a live audience, and then uh, uh, you know, I learned from my I learned from my mistakes, and it's 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 took me quite a while, but, um, I would say, you know, fast forward a few years in is when I started to <clears throat> kind of travel out of the state and, and, and work for some more, um, I guess, predominantly known independents. And, and like one of the things I brought up, the fact that, you know, that you're a hall of famer about three years ago, uh, you got inducted into the CZW hall of fame. Is that right? I absolutely. Yes. Yes. You're very honored. Very honored. That's uh, you know CZW was a place where I, it was kind of when I was a when I was a competitor that was kind of my home promotion per se yeah and you know I spent eight eight years of my career there and you know I was very proud to represent you know CZW when I traveled around the world and stuff and and uh, you know I grew a lot as a professional there and I definitely feel that like that time there not only help me grow as a professional, but help me grow as a, grow as a human being as well. And, uh, you know, I grew up in CZW pretty much. And so, you know, for them <clears throat> to reach out to WWE and for, and for WWE to allow me to, to go there and to accept that, that hall of fame honor, I was very appreciative and grateful for that. And, and, uh, you know, it's just cool to kind of have something like that, you know, whatever anybody says about it, it's kind of cool to have something like that to, uh, you know, as an appreciation for your body of work that you put in. Well, I mean, it, especially just, you know, being able to kind of you know, come back home again, you know, and it's one of those things where, you know, mm -hmm. over and over and over again, you kind of even in the Bible, right? You, you see these opportunities that people get you know, to come back home again and to see, like you said, you grew up to see the uh, the man, the human, the dad that you've become, you know, and to be able to go back Absolutely. there and, uh, and and to celebrate that. That's an honor, man. That's really cool that everybody was able to do that and that WWE, you know, was able to allow you to go. Um, so what, what led you to go from being in the ring as a competitor to putting on the stripes and, uh, and, and going on to NXT? Yeah, well, I had, uh, I had been on the independence for gosh, 12 years. Um, uh, and I just, it was coming to a point where I was like at a crossroads of life where, you know, we were, uh, my wife was pregnant with my second child and we were just considering like, Hey, you know, this is all I've ever pursued. Am I going to continue to pursue this? Am I going to go with a, a quote unquote normal, normal job? Like, am I going to pursue that? <laughs> like, I, you know, I just kind of really put all my eggs in, into one basket, yeah. you know? And, um, you know, there were times where I was coming home banged up and beat up, you know, I did the, the hardcore style for a while and did a lot of tours in Japan and Germany and, and you know that while while I'm very proud of what I did, you know, also, there's a lot of bumps and bruises and a lot of aches and pains that I put, you know, a lot of unnecessary uh, risks that I put my body. A lot through. of extra and, mileage. You know, it was starting. <laughs> yeah, a lot of extra mileage. That's for sure. So that was starting to catch up with me, and uh, so I was like, I had 
uh, also a part of my journey uh, throughout wrestling is, you know, in 2011, um, uh, I made the decision to, to get clean and sober. And mm. so that once That's that awesome. happened, so yeah, once that happened, and I really dedicated myself to putting time in the gym and, um, and, and, and to just being the, you know, the best father, best husband, uh, and the best professional that I could be, you know, things kind of really started to take off, you know, and I was just, it was just like a whole new, just a whole new energy that was in me and, and just a whole new motivation. And, um, and so, you know, I was like, man, what am I going to do you now? You know, what is, where does my life go from here? And so I was like, you know what, I've never really, I've never really made an attempt to, uh, get a look by WWE. So, yeah. uh, you know, I, 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 I reached out, you know, through a, and sent a couple emails with a couple pictures and we were living in Northern California at the time. <laughs> and so then I got contacted by WWE that, uh, raw and SmackDown was going to be in, uh, Sacramento and San Jose. Uh, that was in August of 2013. And so I, that was my first opportunity as an extra and it was just great. I was like, well, if nothing comes out of this, at least I get to sit with William Regal for a couple days and, oh, there you and go. just learn our business, just, just get a hands-on education of our business that, um, that I never would have been privy to. And so, uh, you know, I went and did those and there was a, uh, a segment that I was used for on SmackDown on, in San Jose. And then lo and behold, like a week and a half later, I got an email saying that I was going to be running for a tryout at the performance center. The performance center was just built and it just yeah. opened up. And so they were starting to bring folks in for tryouts. And so I was like, Oh, wow. Well, if nothing happens, nothing else happens out of this, at least I can say that I get a, you know, I get a trip to Orlando and I get to try out at the performance center. And, you know, I came for the tryout and I was trying not to be a superstar. And hey, it, uh, it was three days of just grueling physical and mental uh, grind. I mean, like this is the, trying out for the WWE. You got to you got to be ready, not only right. physically, but mentally as well. And uh, <clears throat> and, you know, at the end of the tryout, uh, I was approached by William Regal. <clears throat> Excuse me. I was approached by William Regal. And uh, he had mentioned to me that there was going to be an opportunity for uh, a referee coming up in NXT. And he told me, you know, he says, you know, I know you've, your body's been through a lot and, and um, you know, you've had kind of a long career on the independence. And he goes, you know, we, we could possibly bring you in if you wanted to, you know, be in the ring competitive. But he goes, I think with your experience and I think you could bring some value as a referee if that's something you're willing to do. And, uh, you know, it could be a long career for you and you can learn some other stuff within our business. And, uh, you know, if it's something, you know, that might be a consideration for you. And I was, I was just like, wow, this is amazing. And light bulb clicked, boom. I was like, wow, what an opportunity this would be. <clears throat> and it, it was kind of an answer to prayer as well, because my wife was just, she was worried about me physically, you know, and yeah. the style of wrestling that I was doing. And, um, uh, uh, and so, I've, you know, I was like, well, if, if my sports entertainment career is going to continue, this is all I've ever been passionate about, then maybe I need to look at another another area within sports entertainment to, to pursue. And this opportunity for a referee came up. And, you know, I'm, I'm forever grateful to William Regal that he thought of me for that position because it's, you know, it's something I, I've fallen in love with. You know, I think I really feel like I was put in this business to be a referee. Yes. I, I'm proud of the stuff that I did when, when I was, 
you know, in the ring as a competitor, but being a referee, that's what I'm really passionate about professionally. And like, I couldn't be, couldn't be more grateful. I remember when I got the call that I was actually getting the, getting the job, like it happened. I got the call on Valentine's day of 2014. Oh, wow. And, you know, I remember I came home and I told my wife, I was like, Hey, I got some news. So, um, we're going to be moving to Orlando. And she's like, what? <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah. I got the, got a call from WWE today. <laughs> so it was like the best Valentine's day, the best Valentine's day celebration ever. And, uh, and here we are five and a half years later and you know, the exciting time that we're going through right now. Well, man, I got to tell you, it's funny. Cause I remember just reading, you know, that, in, you know, on the list of new signees, you know, to WWE and NXT and all that at the time. And I'd heard that you'd gotten signed. And um, I'm an NXT guy. I, uh, I'm i an NXT guy all the way back to Florida Championship Wrestling and, um, you know, in the Brooksville Armory, right, you know, where I'm at. And, uh, you know, I remember, you know, just seeing a lot of those guys, you know, just come up and come through and, and move on over to, you know, some of the other shows like SmackDown and Raw. And and, and, and I remember hearing about you. And then the, the first thing I saw um, was you wearing the stripes and, and being a referee. And, and I was like, wow, you know, this is knowing what I, what I do know is the fact that, you know, being a, you know, being a referee is a lot more work than, um, than people already know. Tell me a little bit about that. What's life like as a WWE referee? I mean, how is it the same and different than, uh, you know, the other WWE superstars? I know that, uh, there's a lot more responsibility tacked onto you than what people even see on TV, right? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, whenever I did get signed, you know, there was, I, there was a lot of people on my <clears throat> on my Twitter and on social media that were like, "Oh man, you're you're signing as a referee," but like you know, and I understand that a lot of people maybe wanted to see me as a competitor, but <laughs> you know, really, this was the 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 best opportunity for me, and I feel like this was that was the way for me to contribute the best that I could to NXT, <clears throat> you know, with <clears throat> being a referee, and so. uh you know, life of a referee, you talk, so life of the, of the NXT referee is a little different than that of Raw or SmackDown as well. But just generally speaking, the duties of a referee, you know, we, uh, if we're, if we're on the ring crew, we will travel to the, to the town that the live event or tele or television show is going to be at. We'll travel there a day early, uh, before the, before the superstars and then, mm. We will set up the ring. We're the first ones in the venue. We're setting up the ring early on. Uh, you know, we we gotta we gotta stay in shape as well. So we make sure we go to the gym, get our workout in. We come and make sure the ring's all set and safety is predominant for the you know safety for the talent. Um, and then we referee the event. You know, sometimes if there's only two referees, you know, you'll you'll have four to five matches a night. Uh, and then afterwards, we'll take down the ring, pack up the ring truck, uh, and we're the last ones to leave the venue, and then we're we're on to the next town, and we do it all again the next day. Um, whenever we're not on the road here at the Performance Center, uh, you know, there's a, a list of duties that we're responsible for. It's kind of just growing every day. But oh, wow. We will, uh, you know, we come in, we come in, and, and we do the training classes, you know, for a lot of the new signees to the performance center they need to get used to being in the ring with the referee and in the rules of wwe and things of the sort like that um we have a great team here i you know i selfishly say we have the the, the best referee squad on earth you know we have the first ever full-time female referee jess carr we have da brewer here 
Uh, we have Daryl Sharma and we have Tom Caster, who I just I want to give a shout out to right now. Yeah. Tom Caster, this past April, uh, in the line of duty, refereeing a main event of, a, of one of our live events in Omaha, Nebraska. He he actually broke his leg in the oh. you know in the middle of the in the middle of the main event. And this guy is the the toughest man I've ever seen because he had the cur he had the courage and the willpower to actually finish the match. He actually made the finishing three count with a broken leg. So you I was know, that's, just watching that clip today. Of, <laughs> oh yeah, that's that's the kind of heart and determination and desire that uh, that NXT referees have. So, that's awesome. You know, yeah, D.A. Brewer and Daryl and Jess, they uh, they build the ring every week for, for at Full Sail TV, which, you know, right now it's it's crazy because life has changed. And, and now we're on USA Live each and every single Wednesday night at 8 o'clock on the USA Network. And, you know, the move to USA was just a natural progression for the brand of NXT just because of how much it's grown over the past few years. Uh, you know, and then we got friday night smackdown debuting on fox friday october 4th and this yes upcoming friday so man it's just a crazy time for all the referees and we're just we're just along for the ride and uh, you know that's just kind of like, like a a little snippet of what what life as a referee is now you know just um as an nxt guy you know i i'm a huge i'm just i'm over the moon about nxt being on usa live uh every week in fact um, when when this airs, uh, the the first full two hours of NXT live on USA is going to be happening tomorrow night, and uh, I'm you know I'm I'm excited about that, and it's really cool to see. Now I've been to NXT tapings at Full Sail. In your mind, what mm-hmm. what's what's the difference now that um you know when you go through a, an NXT taping um you know that's one thing because those shows were so exciting and so much fun to be at and attend. Uh, and, and now that you're live every single week on the USA Network, you date clock. What's the what's the difference in in the feel overall of of being a part of that show? Well, you know, it, Full Sail has always been a special place, and we're really oh, yeah. we're really incredibly grateful for the partnership that we have with Full Sail University. Uh, but I I feel over the past couple of weeks now that we've been live on USA, yeah. there's almost like a whole nother energy in the energy in the building. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. our, our debut, our debut a couple of weeks ago, uh, the opening contest, you know, was oh, the gosh. fatal four way of, 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 you know, our number one four contenders, incredible, match. four incredible uh, female competitors. You know, we had Mia Yim, Io, Io Shirai, Candice LeRae, Bianca Belair, and our very own referee, Jess Carr, you know, yes. uh, women have always been at the forefront of sports entertainment for us. As, as you saw earlier this year with three women, main, three women main eventing WrestleMania uh, for the very first time. So, you know, those ladies kicking off the, you know, the new era of NXT on USA was, was just like the perfect way to kick it off. And the, and if you heard the energy, I don't, you know, watching on Watching it on television, you can hear it, and then when you're out there, man, you can feel the ground yes. rumbling with the with the NXT universe in full sail. And you know, it's I feel like they realize that they're a part of something even extra special than than how it's been in the past. You know, a lot of our earlier live specials or takeovers and arrival that was took place at full sail, and and now I feel like they're they're it's almost like they're getting a takeover every single week because they're getting two hours live on USA network and, and they feel like they're a part of history. They're just as much as a part of this brand as, as you know, 
the superstars are. Well, that's what I'm thinking. I mean, three three championship matches in one night, uh, and it's it's going to be amazing. I'm I'm somewhat local. I'm not too far away, so I can't wait uh, to make it there live and, and to see that. I'll make sure I'll say hi to you when I get there. And uh, but uh, you know, you talked a little bit about WrestleMania. WrestleMania 34. I remember sitting in. I was there uh, at WrestleMania 34, and I remember there being there for um, Ronda Rousey's debut match on at WrestleMania, and I happened to notice who the referee was, and I, you know I turned I, I turned to my brother and I went, "That's Drake, that's Drake, that's Drake from NXT," and and you know yeah. honestly it's it's one of those things where it's every superstar's dream to be in a match at WrestleMania. And if I'm not mistaken, WrestleMania 34 was was that the first WrestleMania that you were an official? Not only was it my first WrestleMania as an official, that was my, uh, I guess, first main roster event ever. Oh, man, <laughs> I was so happy yeah, so, for uh, you. Yeah, no pressure, huh? <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> so, and and <laughs> the boss is right there across the ring from you. That's the <laughs> yeah yeah but absolutely I got, absolutely so. I, we were so happy for you man we were so excited um just on top of all the energy of WrestleMania on top of seeing Ronda Rousey there live you know and, and Triple H and Kurt Angle and Stephanie all, we were literally screaming at the fact that we saw you in the middle of that ring officiating it all um what was that like what was your first WrestleMania like oh man it, it's it's hard to find the words to describe it but just. I remember being out there in the middle of the ring, and then uh, when Triple H's music hit, and you hear you hear that time to play the game, you know, and then like it comes out on the motorcycles, and 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 thank God I was off camera because I was just like I was just out there just soaking it all in, oh, and just man. like there was a moment where I was just screaming at the top of my lungs like, man, this is awesome, like <laughs> you know what I mean? Just like wow, just really there's there's times when you're out there. Or you can just kind of, t- as a referee, when you're at, especially during a huge entrance like that, where for for me, uh, you know, I can't speak for other referees, but for me, like there's times where I'll just look around the arena and be like, wow, God, how did I get here? Like, this oh, is amazing. You know what I mean? And Absolutely. like, that was one of those moments where I, you know, I think I, where I like, I, I, I took a moment while I was in there in the ring to think about the growth that I had, uh, you know, where you know, growing up, this is all I ever wanted to do. This is all I ever wanted to be a part of. And then, you know, later on in life when I had struggles with, uh, with addiction and with alcohol and just overcoming that and then, and then, you know, giving my life to Christ and just, and finding my way here in the, in WWE and just how, like, wow, like what a journey. I'm incredibly grateful. And I just, that was just a moment where I could just take a second and be like, wow, this is awesome. If you're enjoying what you're hearing right here on Wrestle With Hope in this corner, I want to encourage you to support Ability Tree Florida. That's our nonprofit. Ability Tree Florida comes alongside families impacted by disability, and we provide REST, R-E-S-T, recreation, education, support, and training. We work with families with children with special needs, and we provide programs like support groups, like Parents' Night Out respite programs, family-friendly, accessible, and sensory-friendly family events. We also get together and provide other programs as well and workshops. And in January 2020, we open up the first Ability Tree Florida Rest and Recreation Center. There's tons of ways that you can get involved, but if you visit donorbox.org slash wrestlewithhope, the link will be in the show notes, you can be a part of our donor team 
For $5, that puts you at the podcast listener level and you could support Ability Tree. For $10, you become a podcast fan and support of Ability Tree. For $40, you could sponsor one family through Ability Tree Florida's programming for one month. For $80, you could sponsor two families at Ability Tree Florida. For $100, you can sponsor one support group for parents of kids with special needs. And for $400, you could sponsor one parents' night out program through Ability Tree Florida and give at, at our top level 20 kids at a given uh, time on a Friday night the time of their lives while their families get to experience a break from the everyday struggle of raising a child with special needs and varying disabilities. You could be a part of it. Become a donor today. If you like what you're hearing, we would certainly appreciate the support. Donorbox.org slash AbilityTreeFlorida. Tell me a little bit about your faith journey. I mean, what's what's brought you to to where you are now in, in your faith? Absolutely. Uh, well, you know, growing up, I always... Uh, I was always a believer. I always knew God, uh, but you know, as a teenager, I kind of maybe drifted away from him. You know, yeah. I would, I was, I would. It got to the point where I'd, I would only call on him if I needed something. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? Oh yeah. And I, I didn't have that. I didn't have that a genuine relationship uh, with Christ. And it was just a few years ago where I made the decision that I was going to recommit my life to Christ and rededicate my life to Christ. And then, you know, a few weeks later. Uh, uh, I actually made a decision to get water baptized publicly, and you know my wife and my kids were there, and I think it was it was great for me to see for my kids to see me go public with my faith like that, wow. you know, um, and that I was, you know, I I was it was me showing them and showing the world and and me you know professing them professing to myself as well that like you know God's not just on my list somewhere now like he's at the top of my list like he is first and foremost like in my life and everything else that comes after that is because of him you know if i put him first everything else will uh you know kind of fall in the line so you know i just made the decision i was going to be i was going to be bold and just go public with it and get water baptized and and uh you know that's kind of where that's where my faith that's where my faith really stepped it up. And that's where my, you know, journey, <clears throat> that's where my journey really started. You know, it's, uh, and, and I know you, you cut out for like a quick second. How, how long ago was that? When, when did you make that decision? That was three years ago. Exactly. Three years ago. How, man, how awesome is that? I mean, honestly, think about that. Like about three years ago, three years ago, um, you know, you, you go through that, you, you're able to, you know, in a sense also go back home, right. To, to, to be inducted into the, into the hall of fame at CCW to, to, to renew your faith in Christ, to get baptized, uh, only two years out, you know, uh, well, a year after that, you're, you're there in center stage at WrestleMania. What a journey, man. I mean, yeah. like what a, like seriously. It's incredible. Yeah. And, and going back to those places in, you know, sharing my journey on, you know, on my social media and yeah. stuff in with guys here at work, guys here, you know, at work, it's allowed me to be able to encourage encourage others you know what i mean because they, they saw where i came they saw where i came from they saw how far i've come and and maybe uh you know a couple of guys have said hey man i want some of that how do i get that joy and then it just allows wow. me to to share my journey with them and just kind of share jesus with them as well exactly well, and that's all it is just sharing your your journey <laughs> often i i i see you post you know on on your social media a lot about you know, like your small group, you know, just, you just posted about your Wednesday morning small group, your Bible study on Wednesday mornings and, you know, just kind of having Bible studies with groups of guys. 
How are these groups important to the growth of your faith? Oh my gosh, it's so vital. It's so vital as a game changer. You know, uh, for me in our schedule, we're, you know, gone and travel a lot. Yeah. So oftentimes I'm not, I'm not able to physically go into, go into church on Sunday morning. So, you know, the, the fellowship that I get a lot is through doing small groups with, with other men of Christ. And, awesome. you know, it, it's amazing the way it works because there's been, you know, other guys here at the performance center that we've been able to connect and we never would have, there's no way on earth we would have, you know, been friends or, or hung out and had coffee had it not been that we were all in the performance center together and just needed to play some once once a week to just drink coffee and talk about our talk about our faith and talk about whatever struggles we're going through and just pray for whatever's going on in each other's life you know what i mean there's yeah. you know men in this venue like you know jackson jackson Riker and cesar banani and you know bobby fish and Shawn michaels and road dog you know just guys that like really encourage me and like you know Proverbs twenty seven seventeen says iron sharpens iron, you know, and that's what we do is we, you know, we just, we help each other strengthen our faith and it allows us to, when we gather together, you know, outside of work and, and just, you know, like I said, it's, it's nothing crazy, just having coffee and talking for an hour or so. It, al- <clears throat> it allows us to kind of elevate a perspective of how God's working in our life. And, and for me, I feel like, you know, being in the sports entertainment industry, like we can kind of understand each other's struggles a lot more than, than maybe just, you oh, know, absolutely. Uh, a, a civilian Christian, <laughs> you know? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, like a, a, yeah. a, a sermon on, on a, a sermon on the workplace probably doesn't apply to you guys, you know? And so, <laughs> right, right. And, and it's, and it's a little bit different by the way, all those guys that you just named, you just probably named one of the coolest stables of all time that we'll never see on TV together. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but just you know, honestly, that's yeah. Just, we we call ourselves the we call ourselves the Coffee and Jesus crew. That's, oh, our, that's the name of our small group. Coffee want, and Jesus. I want to get some coffee <laughs> and Jesus with you guys, man. Can I be a, a, a chaplain at the performance center? Sign me up. That'll be you know. Um, but man, you know, and, and it's cool. It's one of those things where you're right because you know, again, I can't ever pretend to know what your life is like day today. And that's the same thing with everybody else. Nobody can do that. Nobody could really understand each other, you know, day to day. And, and, and for everybody in their faith, the way that they deal with the day to day life and, and, you know, whether it's life on the road, the real road or life, you know, on the way to and from work, it, it's different. How, how does your faith affect mm-hmm. you day to day, you know, in the, uh, in the sports entertainment world, how does your faith affect you, um, you know, with all the travel and, and, you know, um, and, and all the interactions that you got to have with different people, uh, you know, not everybody has, you know, that light of joy that you carry with you. So how how do you maintain that day to day for yourself? Sure. And, you know, one thing I'm grateful for here at NXT is like we have a, a very welcoming culture here. There are people from, uh, you know, 20 plus different countries and backgrounds and, you know, different backgrounds of faith. And, and we have just a welcoming atmosphere here. How cool. uh, you know, you can, it, 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 you know, I, that's something I think that I'm. You know, when I started out as a referee, when you five and a half years ago, hey, the goal was Raw or SmackDown. But then that goal right. changed to like, okay, NXT is growing and it's growing into something awesome. And so maybe this is the goal is to to enjoy the fruits of our labor here. And of course, now it's, you know, with us on NXT, 
uh, earlier I said main roster, but really, when you think about it right now, there is no main roster. Right. NXT is on the same level as, as Raw or SmackDown. Um, and, you know, it's just cool to see. But for, for me, my faith, how I keep it strengthened, you know, there's quite a few things that I, you know, I kind of add to my daily routine. You know, I, I when I'm traveling, the, the Bible apps help me out a lot. You know, the version Bible app, you know, I've... Um, I, I kind of read out of the New Living Translation. It's able awesome. for me to understand it a little better. And you know, all the uh, all the <laughs> all the bumps and bruises that I took back in the day, kind of you know, it's easier for me to understand <laughs> and to digest. So, um, you know, I, I you know, I stick to some some Bible plans on the U Version Bible app, and then just having a couple brothers in Christ that I can lean on. You know, when uh, you know, whenever we're traveling or, or before matches, you know, we'll just yeah. before each TV, each TV that we have, me and a couple guys, we'll, we'll just gather together in a circle and just, you know, pray for, for protection and guidance over our show. You know what I mean? And Amen, man. That's uh, awesome. just, just strengthening, just having that strengthening bond with others, man. It's, 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 it's awesome. And, and just having that regular fellowship with other men, um, you know, so it allows me to stay strong on my faith. You know, a lot of times when I'm on the uh, the tour bus doing the ring crew stuff, I, you know, I always make sure that I wake up an hour early and just, I try to spend at least 15 minutes with God, you know, like our, the pastor, our local church, he, he recommends, you know, the first 15 minutes of your day for me, you know, I huge coffee guy. So I brew coffee first and foremost, there you, go. you know, so <laughs> I'll, I'll get a cup of coffee and then, you know, I spend five minutes, I'll just throw on some headphones and just spend about five minutes on a worship song. Just no matter what's going on, just praising God for the day, praising him for how, how much he's, he's, uh, how far he's brought me, you know what I mean? And, you know, I'll jam some Hillsong or some Elevation Worship or Casting Crowns, you know what I mean? And I just, just, you know, blast some worship music just to, just to give him the praise, you know, then I'll spend five minutes in the word, you know, whether it's, you know, my daily Bible reading or, or a, uh, a reading plan on the, on the Bible app or, you know, whatever it may be, spend five minutes in the word. And then I spend five minutes in prayer, you know what I mean? Just thank, you know, thank, praying for anything that's going on, praying for the day, praying for any, you know, situation that may be happening and just thanking God for all he's done for me. So, you know, it, that's like, that's like my bare minimum, I guess, yeah. dosage that I need. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like if I if I spend the first 15 minutes of my day with God, uh, you know, devoting it to him, you know, the rest of the day kind of flows together. So it just allows me to just put everything in perspective before I get out there and, and get out there and get working. You can't, man, you can't beat that, especially just being able to take just that beginning part of your day and just give it up to him, you know, and just being able to start your day off right. You know, at at Wrestle With Hope, we always have the the word of the week, you know, and we always just kind of have that one word to kind of focus on and, and reflect on. And just every day, you just get an opportunity just to kind of reflect on his word and, 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 and to grow, mm-hmm. you know, grow, grow that in your faith, man, what would you say to somebody who is maybe, maybe they're here, they're listening today cause they're just seeking, you know, and uh, maybe they're just getting started in their faith journey and maybe they really are wrestling with hope. What would you say to them? Yeah, absolutely. So w- what I would, what I would say is, uh, you know, you but the first step for me was just finding a local church to plug into, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Finding a body of believers to, uh, to do life with, you know what I mean? And, and for me, for me, I just had to find a, you know, a non-denominational life-giving church and just, just to see like, Hey, Jesus is cool. Like this whole, this whole (laughs) Jesus thing is pretty cool. It's not, 
it's not what I thought it was growing up where, you know, you had all these rules and obligations. Like, no, we got a loving heavenly father. He takes you just as you are. You know what I mean? Like on Sundays, you'll, you'll, some, you'll see some people walk in wearing a suit. You'll see some people walk in wearing shorts, flip-flops, and covered in tattoos. Jesus doesn't care. You that's know what awesome. I mean? He takes us for how, how we are, you know. He and that's just Jackson Riker. Find one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you know what? Jackson, Jackson Riker is a leader in our youth ministry, and, and now he's preaching the Word of God to, to the youth. You know what I mean? And so just shows that God can, God can use anybody. Absolutely. And so, you know, I would just, I would just say, just find some people that you can do life with, you know, um, you know, getting a Bible app and, you know, digging into the word a little bit, don't get overwhelmed by it. You know, at first I, I kind of got overwhelmed by the Bible, you know, I was like, Oh man, old, old Testament and all this, like this is a yeah. lot. Just, just find a, a reading plan and just don't get overwhelmed by it. And, and the best thing is just, like I said, finding, finding people that you can do life with. Finding, finding a small group um, that, you know, that you can meet with regularly because, you know, that's, that's the best way that your faith is going to get strengthened, just being around, just being around other believers that like, that you can trust, like, hey, when the day is tough and when things are going wrong, you can just shoot them a text or give them a call and say, hey, man, I need, you know, I need some help <laughs> you oh, know, or I just need to vent, you know what I mean? Like, that's, that's, that's the best thing I can say. Don't get overwhelmed by like, you know, I'm not a scripture ninja. I just, you know, there's a few base <laughs> verses that I live my life on, but I'm not a prayer ninja either. I don't always have the most powerful, cool sounding prayers, but you know, but my goodness, if you need some love, man, I'm I'm there for a hug and I'll buy you a cup of coffee and we can pray together. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Find somebody that you can have that with. So I, I do got to tell you, uh, scripture ninja it has has got to be uh, that's got to be a name of a of a local indie wrestler now. We gotta. <laughs> that's gotta. That we gotta make some shirts or something now. Yeah. Scripture Ninja. But man, it's so right and it's true. I always tell people, you know, start with start with the Bible. You know, Bible app. Get on a reading plan. And the biggest thing about the reading yep. plan thing is, if you miss a day, don't beat yourself up. Start the next day. You know, it's yep. like every day. His exactly. mercies are new every single morning. And so every morning you can, exactly. you know, you, you can start fresh, start new. Man, Drake, I am so. Yeah, and you know, people, yeah. people, people don't want you know you don't. You don't want to go somewhere where, where people are trying to change you or fix you. You know, just you just want to feel love, and exactly. then and then you know the, the Holy Spirit will convict you eventually, and then you can work on all of that. But you know, people don't want to get fixed or changed, man. They just want to they just want to feel love. So I just you know I just try to show show the love of Jesus to, to everybody I encounter with. That's a, as a pastor too. I always remind myself, man, I'm not the Holy Spirit. I'm not the Holy Spirit. It, yeah, you know I mean that that's the thing. Right. And, and and it's like, man, that, you know. We get that opportunity every day just to bless people, to encourage them, to move them along, you know, spur them along. Uh, I'm so thankful for, sure. for your time, Drake. I just, I'm so thankful you being able to come and, and share with everybody. And before we wrap up, we do this thing. Uh, I say we do this thing, but this is our first interview. But we do this thing, uh, and <laughs> and it's called the three count. It's three fast answer questions, uh, just you know, rapid fire. Um, you know, whatever's at the top of your head. You don't have to think about it too much. Um, but I'd love to, I'd love to end with that. And then we can kind of talk a little bit about where people can find you. Um, are you ready for the three count? I'm asking a ref yeah, if he's ready it, for the it, three it's count. Now, it's now a thing. <laughs> That's I'm right. the first one. So it's a thing. So everybody else that you have on this podcast now, you're it's the bar now a thing, Wayne. That's it. You're the bar. All right, Everybody's got a thing. All right, here we go. Number one. I'm ready. I'm ready as I can be. <laughs> All right, here we go. One, your favorite match, one that you wrestled in and one that you refereed. Uh, my favorite one that I competed in was actually 
against Adam Cole, who is our Bebe. current NXT champion. Yeah, Adam. Yeah, Bebe. Adam <laughs> Bebe. Cole, Bebe. And it was in. Uh, it, it, I'm kind of funny because I remember months and years. Like that's how I, I, you know, remember things in my head. So it was oh, in March of twenty, March in 2013 in Los Angeles, California. Oh, it was man. at the. Uh, yeah, it was an all-star weekend for Pro Wrestling Guerrilla, PWG, which is, you, you know, where a lot of our well, a lot of our current talent got their, yeah. uh, you know, got their foot in the door. So, yeah, that was, uh, it was a uh, title match that evening, main event, and it was, you know, after I put, you know, it was after I was done with all the hardcore stuff. So, I really got to, you know, show, show a side of my style that not a lot of people have seen. And uh, it was just just a memorable night. Just one of those moments where like the the, the crowd was with us the whole time, and uh, and you know I got to be in the ring with Adam Cole as a competitor. As, as yeah, a, that was great. And uh, and 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 you know, hopefully none of that animosity crosses over whenever you're officiating a match now. <laughs> You never know. <laughs> Yo, no, no, no. I got to call it down the line. I got to call go. it down the middle. But, uh, yeah. So that's my favorite match that I did when I was a competitor. And what about when you, uh, when you officiated? Well, I mean, what, what's one that you, that you were really happy to, to, to be in? I mean, that's, that's tough because there's so many. But without off the top of my head, gosh, I hate to give you two answers, but it's a tie for two. Yeah. Uh, so the uh, NXT Takeover Brooklyn Two, oh. uh, which is in 2016, I had the honor and privilege to referee the Revival versus DIY, oh which is Johnny goodness. Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa, yes. and um, that that match, like it was, you know, I've probably refereed matches with those guys, you know, a dozen times or so, but that one just. It, man, I, it felt like I was in there with the Midnight Midnight Express and Rock and Roll Express, and I yes. was Tommy Young. You know what I mean? That's oh, just yeah. what it felt like. You know, it was just tag, you know, tag team, you know, sports entertainment tag teams like at the top of their game. Like, and yes. it was just oh, it was the atmosphere was incredible. It's one of the NXT greatest matches of all time. Really, yeah, NXT was really on this boom, and and I remember, you know, on on Stone Cold's podcast, he spoke about it. He even and he even, you know, spoke about me as a my refereeing abilities in that match. Right. So, you know that that was something that I was honored to take part in. You know, like I said, tag team wrestling at its finest, um, and then that's tied with, of course, another tag team match that I had, which was at uh, WrestleMania 34 in New Orleans. We already talked about it earlier. Yeah. Uh, Triple H and Stephanie Man versus Ronda Rousey and Kurt Angle. I mean, no, no description needed for why that is up at the top of my favorite. Oh, I, absolutely, and and I gotta just you know pause and tell you, um, I am a like I am a Drake fan over oh, number one, but I'm also uh just a, a fan overall of, of of watching the entire match through and and knowing that hey you know what it's not just the two competitors in the ring it's the two competitors and that referee uh you know you're just as much a part of that match being a a five-star match or match of the year or anything like that as anybody um in a, and that was honestly top five favorite matches of all time for me so uh way cool are you ready for number two i really i really appreciate <laughs> you saying that that's that's oh, yeah, all man. you know we're you know, referees, we don't do it for the pat on the back, but man, when somebody like recognizes the work that we put in, in the ring and, and, you know, our, our hustle, you know, just a quick sidebar, like one of yeah. the greatest pieces of advice I, I've, I've ever gotten was uh, from, you know, from our coach, Shawn Michaels, uh, greatest of all time. Oh man. Uh, Shawn Michaels, who, yeah, he, he told me, he goes, as a referee, 
He said, when you come back from being in the ring, he goes, and, and you were in there doing my match, I want to see you sweating bullets. You got to yep. be hustling just as hard as the, just as hard as the guys in the ring or, you know, or the girls in the ring. You got to be hustling just as hard as them. And so like, I make that a point, like whenever I'm out there on TV or eight, or any night of the week, like I want to put forth the, just as much effort, if not more than effort, effort than, uh, than the talent I'm in the ring with, you know, I mean, those words will, will stick with me the rest of my career. You know, <laughs> I want you uh, hustling and sweating bullets. It, so, you know what it I mean? shows, so brother. Like, that's what I try to pour into. That's what I try to pour into my referee. And, you know, we, we have this little, you know, inside thing here with the NXT referees at full sale. Whenever we come back, from, you know, come back through the curtain, you know, we're, we're kind of our own little crew. We, you know, we high five each other, give each other hugs and stuff. Oh yeah. And, and whenever we, we come, you know, we come back like Tom Cass or, or DA Brewer, you know, they're, you know, they, they, they rock the bald head, you know, when they come back, I'm like, oh, you got a nice sweaty, but you got a nice sweaty bald head right now. You rock it out there. <laughs> oh, hey, listen, that, yeah. that, that's on them too. If they, if they want to touch that mess, that's up to them. I always say that I'm bald too, man. Anybody wants to touch up there. That's, that's your problem. That's <laughs> cool. Uh, all right, man, here's the number two, your favorite Bible verse or quote. Yeah. Absolutely. So I feel like, you know, Throughout different times of my life, there's certain verses that I'll lean on. Um, but there's a, there's a uh, again, I'm going to have to give you a couple multiple ones here because there's yeah. a few anchor verses that I, that I just try to just try to apply to my life and in different situations. Um, you know, I, I would say if I have to say off the top of my head, my favorite uh, is probably uh, Lamentations 3:23. You know, greatest is faithfulness; his mercies begin afresh each morning. Like yeah. that reminds me that no matter like you know. There's days where, you know, where I fall short of where I want to be, uh, you know, where I where I mess up. But like, I know the next day when I wake up, like he's already forgiven me. His mercies are new each day. Like, you know, I don't have to live with, you know, guilt from sin from the past. Like I have freedom from him, you know, because his mercies begin new each morning. Um, you know, that that one is probably my favorite. Um, and then, you know, when I'm at work or at an event or, you know, at home with my family, you know, a verse that I kind of try to anchor my life on is James one nineteen. You know, I love the book is James period, but James one nineteen. you know, where be quick to listen, slow to speak and slow to get angry. That's something I need to remind myself, you know what I mean? Like uh, each and every day, you know, I just, I love the book of James period. It's almost like kind of like a how to guide on the you know, to be a christian basically that's so good so good yeah yeah james james 119 lamentations 323 and then also on my uh on my wrist i wear a little bracelet um it has matthew 28 20 on it you know i am with you always just reminds me that no matter where i'm at where i go uh whatever i'm tempted with or or anything of the sort like that like i got the presence of jesus christ with me at all times you gotta love that thanks so much for for sharing that all right, here's the three count. Name someone that inspires you to grow in your faith. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I would say Jackson Riker. Jackson Riker inspires me to grow in my faith. And he he's told me that I inspire him, but, like, man, he inspires me. Just his, He's on fire for the Lord and, like, uh, you know, a family man. Uh, and then, you know, I, I'm going to have to give somebody else. Gosh, I can't just give you one answer. I'm sorry, Wayne. I'm ruining. You're good, man. I'm, You're good. I'm, ruin, I'm ruining your thing. Uh, You're setting the uh, bar, Jackson man. Riker, 
Yeah, and then you know I would say Shawn Michaels as well, just because he went so public That's with cool. his faith and 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 like it, and you know guys like him and Sting, you know they they show me and, and Road Dog as well. They show me that like you can be you can have fun wrestling and be uh, be successful in sports entertainment and still put God first in your yeah. life. Absolutely. Oh man, it's honestly, and you literally just named four, four guys that are just another dream list of guys I'd love to have on this podcast. So, uh, we'll, you know, yeah. we'll, we'll be praying that that <laughs> happens someday. Uh, Drake, Drake Wirtz, senior official at NXT. So thankful for your time to be able to be here at the Wrestle with Hope podcast. Uh, before we wrap up, please tell everybody how to connect with you online and please remind us once again when NXT is on Wednesday night. Absolutely. WWE NXT. NXT is Wednesday nights at 8 o'clock Eastern, two hours live each and every single Wednesday on the USA Network. Um, also, don't forget this Friday, the premiere of SmackDown Live on Fox. That's right. Uh, that's October 4th, this Friday at 8 o'clock. Uh, for, for me online, you can you can follow me on Twitter at, at WWE Drake Wartz. And then on Instagram, I am at Drake Wartz WWE. <clears throat> and so, yeah, that's where you can find me. I'm pretty open, pretty accessible. I'm uh, becoming more of an Instagram guy nowadays. But if you reach out to me on Twitter, generally I'll, I'll, I'll reply as well. So. Drake, thank you so much once again for, for joining us. Can't wait to catch up with you next time I'm at an NXT event and, and to see you. And uh, once again, man, just you know, thank you so much for, for joining us on the podcast. Thanks, Wayne. I really appreciate it, man. Have a blessed day. I want to give a big thank you to Drake Wirtz, NXT senior official, for joining us here on WWH In This Corner. And I also wanted to say a big thank you, by the way, to artist Greg Goslin. Greg is responsible for our new artwork, not just the WWH logo, but also the WWH In This Corner logo so make sure you spot that on social media give him a follow at greg goslin check out all of his incredible art i'm a big fan actually of his lucha mask series that he's been putting out and rumor has it he's putting out a wwh lucha mask soon so i can't wait to see that please connect with us at wrestlewithhope at gmail.com drop us a line let us know how we're doing also Give us a five-star review. If you th- if you like the show, give us a five-star review. That's the best way for other people to get to know who we are. So whether you're listening on iTunes, on Google, on Spotify, anywhere you go, drop us a rating and uh, let us know what you think. Also, follow us on Instagram at Wrestle With Hope, on Twitter at Wrestle With Hope, and find us on Facebook as well at Wrestle With Hope. If you liked what you hear here on WWH, please consider supporting Ability Tree Florida. If you enjoyed the podcast at all, check out donorbox.org slash wrestle with hope and get in on one of those donor levels. A big thank you to Josiah Williams for his song, Number One Contender, as our theme song. Follow him at Jadeen Williams at Wrestle in Flow as well. Check him out, man. I love Josiah's work on the PC uh, Performance Center YouTube channel. He is there for WWE Digital doing some amazing stuff. I also have been able to check him out, by the way, on uh, on NXT TakeOver. You see him rapping in Adam Cole a few TakeOvers ago? He's amazing. Big, big supporter of Josiah Williams, and we're so grateful for his use of his song, Number One Contender, as our theme song. 
Folks, can't wait to join you this weekend for a regular edition of Wrestle With Hope, where we recap this week in wrestling. It's a big, big week, guys, and so we're going to go in deep into what's been going on here in this week in wrestling. We're going to also check out wrestling's past with this week in wrestling history, and don't miss the word of the week this week. Got another big surprise to share with you for the next interview segment, WWH in this corner. So don't miss it. Check it out this weekend. Wrestle with hope. This is Wayne Cordova signing off. And remember, if God is for you, who can dare stand against you? Until next week, then, this would be Gordon Soley saying so long from the Sunshine State.